0: All right, guys. Andrew Bopros here. Hey, uh, yeah, still in the duck room. Mallard, Cinnamon Teal, Treadmill. Want to talk about Brandy Staley's notes from the Monday win. Whoop, whoop. That was solid. And uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the interesting things that he talked about um, after the game, run defense, pass defense, our running game, their running game, what we need to improve. Guys, so let's get into it. Okay, guys, so if you like what you see here, uh, if it's your first time, consider liking and subscribing so uh, more Charger fans can uh, get information about the Bull Bros and what we're doing here. Again, we're just big fans, and we just want to continue talking about the Chargers and connecting with you, the fans of the Chargers. So, guys, let's get into it. Let's go into the notes of Brandon Staley, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. So, all right, so let's go into Brandon Staley's notes. First and foremost, guys, um, amazing game. Um, I did put, I will put the description to this as well below. This is, uh, his locker room speech. Absolutely amazing. Vato got a ball. And by the way, look at his knee. He was, um, this Mike Davis, uh, he was probably not going to play. I don't know if you know that or not. He talked about specifically in his post game show, um, show his comments. Uh, apparently he had a big knee injury. This is a clearly some sort of soft cast that he wore the entire game. and. Uh, Look, you know, <laughs> he had a great game. I mean, the fact that he was out there, we needed him, and he, he just absolutely killed. He got a game ball. Absolutely incredible. So great seeing him be successful, and, you know, uh, we expect more from him moving forward. So we'll get into this, guys. So a couple oh, things. Um, injury update for Corey Lindsley. Uh, apparently he was pulled. I do think it was something upstairs that somebody saw upstairs. They just completely pulled him out. Um I think it was a concussion protocol where the, you know, upstairs said something, Hey, he looks like he's a little bit woozy. Let's take him out of the game. I don't know that he really was or wasn't or whatnot, but either way uh, they pulled them, but they're both listed day to day. Trey Pipkins, man, he's been great. You know, his MCL was reaggravated, aggravated, um, but he is listed day to day. Just bumps and bruises otherwise. And so that's good, right? You know, we're, we're, we're exiting games um, without any real issues um, or any problems, which is absolutely incredible. So it's good to see that. That's that's just a really good thing, um, uh, you know, to see us not really struggle um, with more injuries, guys. I mean, good God, right? Let's just please stay healthy. Other thing, too, with Mike Williams and Joey Bosa, nothing new to report. I will say this. Joey Bosa said some things on, on uh, I think, Instagram that um, uh, ultimately he uh, is working hard to come back, right? I would venture a guess – we could see him, it'll either be, it'll either be dolphins or Titans. You just kind of never know, right? A groin injury. He had a full surgery. I mean, it's, that's a lot guys. It's a lot. So let's get into really the meat and potatoes of this, uh, video, um, and talk about Justin Herbert's performance and his passing years per attempt. Ultimately, it's a combination of factors is ultimately what, um, and, uh, you know, Justin Herbert says specifically about his passing or per attempt, it's a combination of factors, right? And and how the defense is playing us and how we're transitioning within our offense from a personnel standpoint, right? So your, your Williams, your Allen is not 100%, right? And it's good to see, though, that you're finding a way, you know, we're having to do this, find a way that fits our group week to week. I'm going to be very clear about something, guys. This is important, right? This is one of my biggest criticisms I've had with this coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball, specifically that are we game planning with the people we have? Brandon Staley clearly is saying that's what they're doing. They're trying to make the best game plan with the folks that are going to be on the field, you know, and kudos to Mike Bandy for recovering that fumble ball by Palmer, by the way. I mean, that was obviously amazing. I mean, that was huge. You know, I mean, just a side note, right? I mean, he's such a gamer and a baller, right? But definitely not someone that's going to be like you know an Allen or Williams in this in this offense so far moving forward, you know. But having said that, um, you know, everyone out there contributed, you know. And Brandon Sillie specifically said it's a team win. But again, it's it's what he's highlighting here is um, we are better when we're going to get them back in a variety of ways, and don't and we can throw the ball downfield more with a Williams and with an Allen. With a Guyton, unfortunately, he's out for the entire season at this point, right? So it's one of those situations where because of the personnel we have, we are limited on what we can do or explosive plays, right? And, and he's ultimately saying that, right? And that's a big reason why his passing yards are down this year, right? And that's why he's doing a lot of checkdowns as well, too. It's interesting what he says here, though. Um, when a team is playing two deep safety in zone or some type of shell coverage where there's seven guys, Ultimately, you're looking at, like, dime coverage, right? You have to take the check down. Well, guess who pretty much invented or made this more in vogue? Brandon Staley. So ultimately what he's saying is the NFL has really copied his defense and using it against us moving forward. That'll become more important when we start talking about the run game and the pass game specifically with this team and our philosophy moving forward um, with – you know, the passing game in general. Right. So uh, pretty interesting. So uh, I'm going to go into this a little bit more too, but, but again, that's why uh, Austin Eckler is getting so many check down balls, right. Is that, that they're taking away the deep, the deep pass. That's the whole point of the two eye safeties is take away the deep pass. So you can't throw the ball deep and you know, you're going to struggle and say, well, okay, we have intermediate. um, And that's why a lot of the throws that have been long, have been post outs to the sideline, So it's a little more stable and safe type of throw uh you know with not a, a chance of getting intercepted if that makes sense that's why that's why you've seen a lot more of those from Herbert this year. But when you're checking it down, hopefully that you know Austin Eckler can can get the ball and and then check it down and run run the ball up a little further, get some more yards after a catch. I suspect that's partially why we're not seeing a lot of um you know um Isaiah Spiller and and really even JK at this point, right? I think they brought JK in he only had a few touches but you know, they're not trying to, you know, is just very good at that, right? That's why we're seeing a ton of Eckler. And, and he's just leading the league in receptions as a running back by like an exponential amount, right? So it'd be interesting to see how teams play him moving forward, um, you know, because of those numbers. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes. But again, Herbert, 47 attempts, no turnovers, absolutely amazing. You know, very accurate, three touchdowns. You know, they did well. Obviously the two-minute drill, you know, um, and again, you know, when when let's let's the cool thing about these notes is it really gives you some ideas of what Brandon Staley's is really thinking about, right? This is what he cares about: three touchdowns, playing well in the red zone, playing well in two minute. Those are the things that I'm looking at in terms of the passing game. Okay. So when it matters, did he do it? The answer is yes. Justin Herbert did it, and you can't disagree with that thought, right? You just can't. I mean, it's a very good situation. Um, you know, football. So we'll go into this a little bit. Um, don't really know specifically when the injury happened, but Will Clapp came in. He actually played very well. Me and my brother were there. and we, I was like, wow, Will Clapp is out there doing a pretty good job. Kind of surprised. So uh, pretty interesting. Apparently um, Herbert got kicked in the shin. I think I think it was around the end of the second quarter, but um, anyways. So I'm going to go into run defense, and then we're going to talk about pass um, offense a little bit here as well, too. So it's interesting. The run defense is interesting. Why I like this is it's really going into the philosophical mindset of Brandon Staley when we're stopping the team we're playing against. Okay. So let me just show you this. We'll go into this a little bit more. Uh, we had a tackle better yesterday. Of course, the tackling was pretty poor. Um, definitely missed tackles, all kinds of things. Now um, then certainly the quarterback running, <laughs> that's going to impact your yards, your run yardage. When he runs for 56 yards and, and had one design run beginning of the second half, which kind of, Uh, like a schemed run hats off to them was a good scheme. And then you got James Conner, who's a very good running back, right? He's not a bad running back, right? I think he's, he's done a great job. And by the way, they have a really bad offensive line. You know, the fact that, you know, they were able to run the way they have with that offensive line. I mean, they, they fired the offense coordinator last year after Mexico city. So, you know, they're a bit in disarray on that line for sure. Anyways, this is interesting too. um, Talking about philosophically detailing the running field. It's like, okay, so, in short, what are they saying? Um, what's more important, stopping the run or stopping the pass? Well, very quickly, Brandon Staley says stopping the pass is more important. Now, we'll go through some statistics, but you should read this paragraph. Again, the link is going below if you want to take a look at it. Um, so, again, you have to ass- assess each matchup philosophically and talk about how they're good, how they're bad, yada, yada. Now, the the argument in the stopping the run is you, you know um, that it takes a lot of five yard runs to equal a 40 yard pass. And you have to start that with that premise. Right. And that's a good point. Right. That's a great point, right? That's why the NFL has become so pass heavy because you're killing people downfield. Again, Brandon Staley's defense is all about stopping that 40 yard pass. He sells out on the pass. That's ultimately what he's saying here. Um, and I think, I think there's some things here, too. So, okay. Uh, there are going to be some designs where the, the defensive, backs, defensive D backs have to tackle and they have to tackle. Yesterday, we held them to 190 yards thrown with all of those receivers and quarterbacks out there. Broadly, if you take a look at the NFL run defense, in terms of where everyone is ranked and what they give up, the disparity between run yards and passing yards is huge. Okay, so here's the point. If you're the 24th ranked run defense versus the 24th ranked pass defense, go look at the difference. That's what it is in the NFL in the same way in offense. No one talks about run offense. If you're the top five in NFL and NFL in passing, let's say you're bottom five in running, you're always going to gain a lot more yards than the team that runs for a lot and doesn't throw very many. That's our standpoint. So you look at a team like the Steelers, great example. They run first, pass, second, always have. And that's why they don't score a lot of points. But their defense is very good. So they're hoping they score 21, 24 points. They think, okay, their defense is good enough to not give up 24, 20, you know, four points. So the argument that Saley is specifically saying here, if you are the 24th ranked past defense in the league, but you're 24th ranked run defense, run defense doesn't hurt you as much, right? Past defense. Would hurt you the most, right? If you if you can get that past the event as good as possible, you are much better. Interesting statistics. So we're very good on like third and short, which is really interesting because clearly we can stop the run, but we're kind of choosing not to. If that makes any sense. So so it's a little bit perplexing to some degree, but again, it's a lot of times it's, you know, me and James were talking about just this some statistics at the game that we're very good at third and one and third and short, you know, stopping the run, but man, you know, third and longs, we get burned. Right. And I, and I think part of that is those intermediate real quick check down passes are fairly open against our defense. So anyways, it's really being more stout in the red zone is really what Brandon Staley cares about. Uh, ben, don't break, get tight in the red zone and go from there. Anyways, that's pretty interesting. Um, So there's a lot of really cool tidbits in here. I, I suggest you read this as well too. So this is another good one too, right? So as far as our offense, okay, philosophically it's our job to find the right combination of run and pass offensively. I don't want to bore you with a ton of details here, but there's a lot that is, is said here. I mean, it's extremely lengthy on a lot of this, but I'll, I'll give you sort of the whole point, right? And again, it's his job as a head coach to establish the run and pass effectively. Um now, I would, I would have note that I don't think we've done it effectively all year. I think passing, we're fine. Running the ball, we've been pretty bad. Now, the argument, though, is this, is that we're not really emphasizing the run. See, to us, the check down, because Justin Herbert is so efficient, we're just viewing these um, these uh, screen passes and these check downs as essentially running plays, right? Let's try and get a deep pass. It's not there. Check down. Right, and and Justin Herbert's so accurate that it doesn't matter. Right, it's like whatever they'll catch the ball and get it, get it, get it moved forward. Right, so it's an interesting philosophy difference. Right, it's yes, it's really a pass, but it's more like a run anyways. So I kind of find that interesting. So um, anyhow, so it says, hey, we got some timely runs at the late in the game, yada yada. Um, we're still continuing to run. Ride- find the right form and then again there are there are some matchup problems obviously we don't have Jamari, you know we got Jamari Sollier in there uh you know pipkins is in and out of the game you know cory lindsley when he's been out boy he's had some struggles you know and again he, he's exactly right it's a matchup league angles space and matchups that's a big part of it that's that's all that's what football is angle space and matchups and so you want to find your um Ways to win, and that's really what it boils down to, is making sure you fit the matchup against the team you're up against. So, you hey, great example. The Cardinals are a blitz-heavy team. Guess what? Running the screen against a blitz-heavy team works very well. That's why we're doing a lot of screens at the end of the game because they were blitzing us so heavily. You throw the screen, you get past the defense, you move forward, and you can make a, a very nice play, which we did quite a bit towards the end there. So it's pretty interesting checking that out. Um, So right now, let's see, this is good. So I'm going to read this and then we'll talk a little bit more about the kicking game. So right now we're at a stage where the output of running game hasn't been effective from a statistical standpoint. I would agree with that, but I think the way you have to try to run the ball and commit to running the ball, it's allowed us to play a certain way in the passing game. Ultimately what he's saying is our running game is bad, but it's done enough to open up some things in the passing game. That's fine. That's fine. And, and right now we're okay with that. Now, I think we're okay with that. Here's where I would have a problem with it. We're okay with that with a team like the Cardinals, who have a very similar type of defense as the Chargers, right? Okay, bend, don't break. But again, as you saw, when you play the Niners, when you play the Chiefs, it's much more difficult to win against a team like that that is very good at stopping the run and very good at stopping the pass. Um Right now the Chargers defensively and offensively are selling out on stopping the pass and not really caring too much about the run, right? So that's where we get a little bit, um, you know, uh, wonky for sure. So um, this is interesting too, uh, the mortar kick, that's what they called it. So the, the final kick that we kicked to them, um, which pinned them, I believe, um, I think it was in the 10 or the 15, you know, fourth quarter, and then we get the ball back. Um, and then we had the big drive uh, to win the game. So, what they mean by a mortar kick is basically kicking the ball really high, but putting in an area where um, the coverage gives you time to go down there. Right? And again, it wasn't a super long punt, but it was it was an it was an opportunity for them to you know make sure the coverage goes down. They cannot advance the ball further. By the way, we're number one in special teams this year. <laughs> number one, statistically speaking, absolutely amazing special teams. We are just killing it this season, guys. And, and it's because, you know, they game plan pretty heavy on it, right? And again, I think it's partially why we haven't gone for it on fourth down as often as we have this season. So we are so good on special teams. It's really become an offensive weapon for our team in flipping the field. So I can see why we haven't gone for it more on fourth down. Um, but anyways, um, so anyways, there was some other things that were said, but. Uh, they did want to, th- they thought that we might do an onside on, onside type of kick that could type of happen, but it's, it is kind of an onside kick because what happens is the ball's up in the air and you hope it goes to a person that's not the main punt returner. And maybe they fumble the ball. They're not holding the ball very well. Anyways. Um, anyways, there, I don't want to go too deep into that, but, but again, you're, you're burning clock. Um, and it gives you a lot of hang time. So that's, that's a good cool way of looking at it. Um, Okay. So, anyways, yeah, Ryan Ficken really sat down and they had a a good conversation to to make that decision moving forward. I think it was a good call, right? Again, I think, you know, maybe it might have used up a little time, but at the end of the day, it really made sure that they had no ability to run the ball back, right? I mean, if you watch the Steelers and the Colts game, you know, the Colts were just abysmal in the first quarter, first and second quarter, I believe. And then um, they had that run back, um, I believe it was in the second quarter, maybe it was right after the half. Man, that guy ran it back on the second. was like 70 yards and just totally got the Colts' offense, you know, going. It was just amazing. So, um, anyways, so pretty interesting. So, you know, special teams is important, right? And I think it's a big part of you know what's made us successful this year specifically. And like, my hats off to Ryan Fickin. I mean, he's been absolutely amazing. You know, talking about this. So, anyways, um, uh, I don't want to go. T- too much into this again. Again, the whole point that, again, the mortar kick was a very good call. It just gave you an opportunity, you know, to run the clock and take advantage, um you know, so you can try and close out the game, which is exactly what we did. We had enough time and we made it happen. We executed that two minute drill so much better. I don't know if you guys watched the Colts game. <laughs> he did such a bad job, you know, in Saturday, you know, first time head coach, you know, he was a, they just did not manage the clock well. But boy, we handled that like, perfect when we scored that, you know, and then obviously the two-point conversion was absolutely incredible. So anyways, again, talking about the Cardinals blitzing, they're one of the highest blitzing teams in the NFL, just so you know. And that's a big part of what they do. Right. And yeah, yes. A lot of different pressures, a lot of different zone defenses. Um, I felt like it was, it was good adjustment in the game. I thought that it was very effective for us. Right. I mean, the screen pass is a perfect way to go against a heavy blitzing team and, and that's what the Cardinals are. Right. So um DeAndre Carter look uh, he's an invaluable player for us just a true yeah. example for professional I mean this guy was teaching guys we signed him I think he was teaching he was either teaching college or he was teaching high school something of that nature and we re-signed him and man he's just been absolutely amazing for us and so look um he's earned trust with Justin Herbert I'm just excited that he's on our team he's just been absolutely he's been healthy oh thank god he's he's on our team you know and it was funny because a lot of people on our on our final podcast are talking about getting more wide receivers. I do think we need another wide receiver. I think we need one stud guy that can come in and be groomed up. You know, I think Palmer's good, but he's not a Williams or Allen good. Um, and DeAndre is good, but not a Williams or Allen good, right? We need another Williams or Allen good type of wide receiver that can step for us as well, too. So. Anyways, he's just been amazing. I've just been very happy with him. I think he's done such a great job in special teams. It just across the board he's been incredible. Yeah, and this is some more information on Mike Davis. Um yeah, so apparently it, it his injury occurred in practice. He was defending a nine route on the sideline. Um, you know, it is what it is, right? Uh, bottom line, you know, he's just he's a he's a great guy, man. I mean, no flinch. I think we're doing we're thinking about doing a shirt here that says no flinch Chargers. Uh, and you know, we got a lot of shirt ideas that we're going to throw out there as well, too. So we'll keep talking about that moving forward, but we'll look like, look out for that one guys. Um, anyways, I don't want to talk too much about Mike Davis, but dude, he got a game ball. Absolutely. Amazing. And it's look, this coaching staff kind of put him to the side, right? I mean, we signed JC Jackson, bit of a slap in the face of Mike Davis and he stepped in and and he was a true professional. just, he's been kicking ass, man. And, And you have to be Thankful for him. You know, again, I know quite a bit about Mike Davis, guys. He went to BYU. He was benched his senior year, undrafted free agent, literally went to the combine hoping to play. Chargers picked him up, and he's just fought for everything he's had, and he's continuing fighting. And, look, he's doing everything with what he has, man, everything. And so, you know, he's battled through a lot of adversity. And You know, kudos to him, man. I mean, I, I, I love Mike Davis. I love seeing BYU players do well, and he's just one of those guys – uh, it's absolutely incredible. I went to BYU myself. So, you know, it's a big part of, you know, you know, my my collegiate career, right? So um, you know, and and just like Mike Davis, right? I think as a coach, you're always trying to point out the example of your players playing tough and rugged and doing it right. And I thought he played well yesterday. And look, that is a huge compliment coming from Brandon Sale because there there was some discussions, guys, and there's some videos, some of our older videos that we might have let Mike Davis go because of signing J.C. Jackson. I mean, we're paying him like $7 million a year. Like He was our number one guy last season. So, um, you know, probably there were some discussions about trading him off. I mean, I really think that could have happened. Probably it did happen. So it was pretty interesting. Um, and, guys, the Chargers, there were so many fans at that game. Dude, I swear it was 50-50. And um, uh, look, there was a lot of people. I do not believe there really is a conversation there. There are no charger fans out there. All right. I'm going to say this LA fans are fair weather fans, right? Go look at the Rams game. Let's watch the Rams chargers game at the end of the season. The Rams are having a bad season. I promise you. There'll be more charger fans than Rams fans there. Promise you, promise you, but that's LA. That's LA. You you got the Lakers. You got, you got hockey, you got soccer, there's a million different sports people could cheer for. Right. And they're just going to cheer with the teams that are doing well. That's their fair. weather the fans, man. And, you know, I hate to say it that way, but that's the truth. And, you know, even in San Diego guys, like we could not fill Jack Murphy stadium or Qualcomm stadium at the end there, because look, if your team's not winning, people don't want to show up. They don't want to pay tickets and, you know, pay for tickets frustrating. I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan at that game, guys, I, I saw the way people's faces looked after that game. It was the exact same face I had after the Niners game at SoFi. I mean, I chatted with quite a few people. and People saw me after the game like, man, I can tell you're upset. I just I was like so angry the way that game went down. That's just part of the game, guys. You know, people don't want to feel pain. But look, it was great to see the fans travel. The tailgating was awesome.
1: Definitely not as good
0: as Thunder Alley, but I'll tell you what, it was a mini Thunder Alley. It was still just an absolute blast. All those guys down there. Los Rios, um, six hundred two crew, uh, t- Bolt Gang. Man, there's can't even remember all the the clubs down there, man. I just honestly, it was just it was just great. It, it, there was so many people there, it was just amazing. So, anyways, travel with the team if you can, guys. Um, JT Woods, he got burned on that one, one play, man. I he's getting better, he's learning. Look, I think. He really comes out more for dime packages when you're running a lot of, you know, deep coverage. Um, this is good. And again, this is a good insight into the way our coaching staff thinks about players playing. Did a good job for us on special teams. If you take a look at the special teams reps uh, involved in such a he did a nice job continuing to improve experiencing more. Hopefully the game takes a little bit better. Now I, I want to talk about this just for a second, guys. I know this video is getting a little long. Where are we at right now? We're about 25 minutes into this. Okay, so it is hard to be a rookie in the NFL and start day one. It is very hard, very hard. Not many people can do it. JT Woods is a bit of a project, right? I never thought he was going to come in and take Gilman's job or Nas's job. Now, I think he will have a shot of being a starter next year. I don't know that we're going to sign – I can't remember if it's, uh, I think it's Nas. We're not, we might not have Nas back next season. Probably draft another safety, I would assume. Um, but we have a lot of defensive reps, right? Uh, we got Leonard, we got here Adderley, or excuse me, here Taylor, Jasir Adderley. Wow. Awesome. Um, JT Woods, obviously. And, you know, we, we drafted a lot of defensive backs, right? There's a lot of players that we could go after. So, um, You know, what I would like to see is a little more of a physical type safety, you know, like a Derwin James. But let's face it, guys. Derwin James is an extremely unique type of person. J.T. Wood's going to be more finesse. Now, I did make this comment. You know who I'd love to have be our safety? Mike Davis. I've I've thought about this a lot. I would love Mike Davis to be our safety. Um, He's tall. He's strong. He's physical. And he could catch the ball. Right? Like, I think he could be a very good safety. If somehow you could switch him there, um, you know, maybe if JC Jackson comes back, we could move Davis. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens next season, but I think that would be awesome to see. Who knows? Um, I mean, think about this. You got, um, think about this just for a second, guys. Think of the height we'd have at this point. You put JT Woods out there with Mike Davis and Derwin James, bro, super physical. Super fast. Don't I, I? I could really see Mike Davis being a really good safety. So, anyway, something to think about. Just kind of a, what are your thoughts? Put it down below. Let me know what you guys think. If you think he could be a good safety, um, I don't want to go too deep into this. Like Herbert, his decision making. Uh, Bryce Callahan, he did a great job. I think I think he's awesome. You know, and he goes into this a little bit more. Right, like when you start talking about covering the Cardinals and. It, A lot of people poo-poo the Cardinals. They have a very good team, okay? They are a very, very good team, right? Um, (laughs) Okay, so perfect example. You know, look look at the wide receiver group over here, okay? DeAndre Hopkins, incredible. A.J. Green, incredible. Hollywood Brown, incredible. Robbie Anderson, incredible. (laughs) And Trey McBride, uh, who is a second-round pick. I mean, these guys are all first-round picks. I mean, guys – they are hard to cover. I mean, luckily, luckily, um, you know, Kyler Murray is not exactly the most accurate quarterback. Um, but I think that's a big reason why, you know, they didn't have an amazing game. Right. And we did a good job taking away a lot of those passes, but, but again, they were all on that field, right. That is tough, right. They have a quality group over there. Anyways, um, anyways, very, very good situation. Um, I, and I do think the fourth quarter, our defense was a lot better. Uh, I think they did a much better job. I think they did do enough. <laughs> That's the right word, guys. But again, one, one of my frustrations has always been that, you know, we wanted to see a dominant performance, and we didn't quite see that, but we did enough. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, so I would have <laughs> – I saw I saw Gilman struggling a lot in, in this game. So I, I would disagree with Brandon Staley here. Uh, he made, he missed some serious tackles. Um, again, he's a smaller guy too, right? He's not the biggest dude. And again, that's partially why I like the idea of Davis being back there, um, at, you know, next to woods, right? I think Davis from woods would be a very good combination. Um, I don't know. It, it, he was, <laughs> I, I think that he did some good things and some bad things. Well, maybe we'll just leave it at that. So, but, again, obviously when you're playing next to Derwin James, it's a little bit hard to <laughs> – it's, it's a little hard to compare them, right? Because Derwin James is just absolutely amazing. So, all right, guys, let's wrap this up. Um, you know, this this video is getting a little long winded. and I'm right at 30, 30 minutes. I don't want to be too much uh, deep in the weeds in this. Um, look, one of the things I'll say at this point, guys, is I wanted to see a dominant performance. We did not see that. Okay, we got to win but we saw a good performance. We saw a team that won. We saw a team that played well together. Um, But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough seeing the team, not exactly do what you want it to do, but we still got the win. Thank God we got the win. So again, um, I think there's a lot we're still improving on. I think we're looking good. We got to handle our business against the the Raiders for sure. I think one of the games that's going to be really big is the bills Patriots game. I think on Thursday night, that's going to be a big one guys. Uh, for the playoff perspective, I mean, think about this, the bills are not looking amazing right now. Patriots are looking pretty good. Personally, I'd rather see the bills win that game. Um, you know, but who knows, right? I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. That probably would work out best for us if they do. Um, you know, in the playoff perspective, but guys, what do you guys think? You know, do you think, um, you know, how do you think our team is progressing? Are we doing well? Are we doing bad? I mean, obviously we have some things we need to focus on to get better at, of course, but at the end of the day, I think we did good. Um, I think, I think it'll definitely matter what we do uh, against the Raiders this week. So, guys, again, if this is your first time, consider liking and subscribing. Again, you know we'd love to continue chatting with uh, all these Charger fans out there. I know there's quite a few, but we want to communicate with you and have a conversation. So, guys, as always, I'm Andrew Polprose. See you guys in the next one.